Hey, top of the top, everybody, it's your boy QT, and this is QT the Mariner Show. Again, I want to take the time to thank everybody who's recently started following me, everybody who recently tapped in with the podcast, everybody who offered their support, their services, quality feedback. I appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? I can only get better with y'all support, so thank you. Uh, after the last episode, a lot of people curious where I'm from. You know what I mean? They want to know, like, bro, where you from? You from L.A.? You got to... Nah, you could be from LA. Oh, you got an East Coast accent. I've been getting that for years. Like a lot of people assume I'm from LA off top, you know what I mean? Which would make sense. And then people from LA though, they would as they assume I'm from the East Coast or something. They'd be like, yo, you don't sound like you're from LA. You sound like you're from somewhere else. So it's always just been kind of like mind boggling to me. It's just, it's kind of funny though. Um, but no, I was born in Culver City, right there off of Slauson, a little private hospital over there, right before you get to the Fox Hills Mall. Uh, right before you pass that cemetery right there on uh, on Slauson, right after you pass like the 90, you got this this big funeral and then you got like Punch Studios or something like that. There's like a little, uh, a private little hospital in that back little area. I think it's off of like Shindola or something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but it's over in that little area. All right. So I was born, I was born there. Uh, my mom at the time lived in Watts, so we, you know, she was a young mother, so we was with friends and family for the first couple of years, and then around the time I was four, my mom and my pops they ended up getting married. We stayed on 79th and Harvard uh, for the first couple of years. My sister was born, and during that time frame, I was going to 74th or well, Cimarron Elementary at that time. Now it's called 74th Street Elementary. So we lived there. Once my mom and my pops broke up, uh, my pops moved to 52nd and Crenshaw. My mom, we bounced around living with different family members and friends again. And then around the time I was 11 or 12, we settled down at North Long Beach uh, in these apartments called Parwood Apartments. Now, on my dad's side, he was living on 52nd and Crenshaw. Then he ended up moving back to 79th and Harvard. And then he moved to 85th and Crenshaw um, in Forum Park for a little bit. At one point, he was living in Compton, but it was like a short time frame. He lived in these apartments called the Ujima Village. Um, I didn't spend that much time over there uh, for a couple of different reasons, but, um, you know, he, he stayed over there for like maybe a year or two or something like that. I might have been over there maybe two or three times, but uh, that was that. And then uh, he ended up moving to 104th and Cimarron. And so he stayed there like well into my 30s. You know what I'm saying? So that that was pretty much, you know, kind of like how I hopped around a little bit. A lot of people were interested, like, you know, did you run with anybody? I don't know why every time people think of L.A., they think of, like, gang activity and stuff like that. I guess we kind of, you know, we just got that. <laughs> we just got that naturally, I guess. You know what I mean? Which is, is true in L.A. I feel like gang life has always been something that was, uh, it's, it's just in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody just naturally just kind of vibe with different people. You kind of vibe with the people in the area that you, that you grew up in. Uh, with me, it was always kind of different. Cause I, like I said, I lived in LA and I lived in North Long Beach. And so a lot of my friends, you know, we spend night at each other's houses, all that kind of stuff. A lot of that took place in North Long Beach. And so I got like a lot of core relationships that were developed in, in North Long Beach. Uh, but then I also got relationships that was from LA, you know what I mean? So around the time I was like 15, uh, I'll, I'll go even before that. When we was like 9, 10, 11, you know, we claiming different hoods and stuff like that. It was just, you know, it was just part of being from LA, you know what I mean? You see different, you know, stuff 
uh, different gangs written on the wall in the area that you lived in and you just start claiming that shit. You know what I mean? Cuz, you know, you know, dudes that grew up in areas where it's a lot of crips, they, you know, cousin and all that stuff. Dudes that grew up with, you know, in areas where a lot of bloods, you know, they dogging and, and blooding, you know what I mean? And and all that, Damu and, you know, Sue whooping and all that. So I just so happy to grow up always in an area where it was like a lot of blue rags, you know what I'm saying? A lot of crips. So a lot of my friends, you know, growing up was from the ones that was from Long Beach, was from like Insane, 20s. Uh, I had a couple homeboys from like Nutty Block. Um, I had a homeboy from the neighborhood Linwood, and I had a gang of friends from 60s. You know what I'm saying? I would say like five homeboys that was from like 60s. Just, just naturally, I just gravitated to. I went to school with, we hung out with. But one, um, I looked at like a big brother. You know what I'm saying? And so I had kind of put the bug in his ear when I was like maybe 13, 14, that I wanted to get put on 60s. You know what I'm saying? And so he was just like, like, let's go. And then I was just like, and then my other homeboy kind of stopped it. Like, bro, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that, bro. Like, just focus on X, Y, and Z. You know, like, this shit ain't for you type of deal. So I, I kind of forgot all about it. And then I ended up hanging out with this clique in my apartments called, uh, in a part with apartments, you know what I mean? Called Sex, Money, Murder. And so, you know, them was just dudes like we grew up together. We went swimming together. We we fought together. We spent the night at each other's crib together. Like, we split french fries together like we 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 came up together you know what i mean so i was hanging out with them and then word kind of got back to uh you know the homie from 60s you know what i'm saying who you know happened you know he, i happened to look at, at the time like a big brother uh you know yo i heard you was hanging out with whoo whooping them like i thought you was trying to be from the hood and then i was just like like i don't really know a gang of them niggas over there like that you know what i'm saying like like, I done spent the night at these niggas' house. Like, they mamas know my mamas. Like, like I feel more of a connection to these niggas. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be from somewhere where niggas looking at me all like I'm fooled. You know what I'm saying? So he was just like, bro, niggas going to respect you off your, you know, how you get down, how you conduct business. You know what I'm saying? How you, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, all right. So he was like, bro, I'm going to the Crenshaw Westchester game. Uh, come through So I was like I bet So I ended up going To the Crenshaw And Westchester game With him This is like my 10th or 11th grade Year in school And so um, I ended up going To the game Long story short I ended up meeting A gang of niggas From 60s um, They like Who you with Who you Like who is you homie You know what I mean Like pressing and I'm like I'm Woo woo people And they like Oh oh you Oh you good Oh okay For sure for sure You know And so it was just love And I was just like Damn bro like and so uh, the homie was like, what you think? I like this shit crazy. Like, damn, like, nigga, I ain't never been around this mean niggas at one time. Like, and everybody, like, on the same page. Like, it was just kind of dope to me. You know what I mean? And so uh, we end up walking. We leaving Crenshaw High. We going to, uh, we walking down 11th Ave, going to uh, Dorset Village right there off of uh, Crenshaw and Slauson. So we go into the apartments. You know, it's a couple niggas hanging out. And so we walked to the back of the apartments and the homie was like, put your hands up, Quinto. That's what everybody's called me growing up, Quinto. So he's like, put your hands up, Quinto. And I was like, like this nigga crazy. So I'm smiling and cheating like this nigga. He like, put your hands up. So I'm like, nigga, this nigga. Like, you know what I mean? I'm still smiling and laughing on some goofball shit. And a nigga hit me, boom, boom. And so then my face gets serious. So then I'm, I'm getting down with him. And this nigga towed me up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie to you. So I'm trying to get down with homie, and he just he gave me the business. You know what I mean? Sat me down. So I'm like, so he like, get up. 
So I'm like, like, damn, nigga, like I'm I'm hurting. You know what I'm saying? So this nigga like, nigga, get up. So get down with him again. Boom, 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 boom. He sit me down again. So I'm like, fuck. So now I'm like, this shit gotta be over. You know what I'm saying? No. Nigga, like, get up, nigga. Next time you fall, I'm gonna hit your ass as hard as I can. So getting down with the nigga again, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? He sit me down. So then he sent another nigga out there on me. You know what I'm saying? So I end up getting down with him. Nigga get the best of me. He sit me down. So then he like, get up, nigga. So I, I like I, I'm like holding the nigga by his waist, trying to get little hits in. And it's that and that nigga like do some little move, jump back, gave me a, a couple of them. Boom, 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 boom. Sit me down. So I'm like, he was like, cuz he was like, nigga, I swear to God, you better not fall again. So I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, nigga, I'm over this shit. So then uh I ended up getting down with the with another nigga. You know, the nigga taller than me, longer reach. But I, you know, I was like, bro, I can't, I'm not finna keep getting sat down. So I get up there, boom, 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 boom. I, I get homie the business. You know what I'm saying? So then this dude came running out the house like, uh, what are you guys doing? Think about your lives and, you know, young black man, this, that, and that, and that, and that. And so the homies was like, man, get the fuck out of here. And so they walk off. So the homie come grab me like, nigga, what is you doing? Get your ass over here. So then I'll end up going over there with him. And then he was just like, cut you from the hood. And then the nigga started shaking my hand, giving me, you know, giving me the handshake or whatever. So I was like, damn, like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And so I don't think I really fully understood what it meant until about an hour later. So we walking down 10th Ave. And so it was a couple of dudes I had seen at the game. And them niggas was just like, what's up, cuz? Where y'all niggas from? And so, you know, I'm like, I'm like 60s, you know what I'm saying? And then the nigga was like, uh, so one nigga came out the back, was like, cut, hold on, I just asked you at the Crenshaw Westchester game where you was from, you told me you in bang. I said, cut, I just got put on in the veal. So he was just like, where was I at? You know what I mean? And so I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to get down with this nigga too. I was like, it is what it is at this point, you know what I mean? And so the nigga was just like, oh, shit. You know, and then my my big homie at the time had said something to him. They had a little combo, and then you know the nigga shook my hand, gave me a hug, and was just like, "Come and see you when you come back." So I like bet. So we end up leaving. We end up going to uh, I can't remember what bus we caught, but we end up going down the street. We end up getting somehow we end up being at the Crenshaw station, <coughs> right there in Inglewood, like right be- right before you get to Hawthorne. You know what I'm saying? And uh. It was it was some niggas there, and they was like, "Where y'all niggas from?" Ooh, so we ended up getting into it with them, and so like that was a whole nother situation. Ended up getting down with them. So the homie was like, "Cause like you know that being from the hood, like you now got a gang of enemies, and you got to move a certain kind of way." And so he just kind of laced me with game and all kind of shit like that, as far as street politics and all the kind of shit that I did not know. You know what I mean? Because the politics in Long Beach way different from the politics in L.A. And even though I had history and I grew up in L.A. I didn't fully understand the hood politics like that. You know what I mean? As far as like, like a lot of shit, you know what I mean? So over time, you know what I mean? I start being groomed into it. I start hanging out in LA a little bit more. I start, you know, being with all the same bullshit everybody else was on. Now, one thing too, that was a little different about my outcome is like in the Par Woods in North Long Beach, like, niggas know my mama, you know what I'm saying? Niggas know my sister. So I had history over there, whereas over there in the 60s, like, niggas ain't know my mom. You know, niggas ain't know, you know, a lot of shit about me. So I was a mystery, you know what I'm saying? And so, two, you know, if you 
when you the eyeball in the pocket, you know what I'm saying, you usually become a target sometimes. So I had to make sure that when I had to line my shit up, then I was like, you know what I mean? I had to be a certain kind of way. I had to I had to I had to express myself a little bit more a little I had to express myself a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like cause Cass wasn't giving me no no passes. You know what I mean? So I had to just be I had to for real be with the shits is what you know Cass would, would say today, right? Um so that was that was my experience over there. And it was some situations that took place where, you know, homies tried to like do some some crafty shit, but Fortunately, I had a lot of cats that I ran with that was highly respected and that people fuck with. And, you know, I ain't never really get, you know, done wrong. You know what I'm saying? I had cats try to pull some bullshit, but I had, you know, people who who genuinely had a certain level of love for me. that had a certain level of respect over there. Um, and, it, and it definitely, you know, led to my benefit. You know what I mean? Um, I'll say that. And, uh, you know, that was just the thing, you know what I mean? And then it got to a point where, like, everywhere I went, Cash was like, oh, that's cut from 60s. Like, cut from 60s, you know what I'm saying? And it was an awkward thing, you know what I mean? Like, it was just weird for me, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I I went through a phase. I was, like, 16, 17. I want to say when I hit 18, it was a phase where I had, like, it was weird, you know what I mean? Because, you know, my the dynamics in my house had changed, you know what I'm saying? My, my step-pops, he was no longer in the house, you know what I'm saying, at, at around this time frame. And so uh, I think my mom, you know, needed my support a little bit more. And so I wasn't there to give it to her because I was running around, you know, trying to, trying to be in the streets, trying to develop a name for myself. And so it started to create, you know, trouble at home you know what I mean to where like moms was knowing what was going on to a certain degree like oh like you know and I remember my mom said tell me one time like I'm gonna just take a life insurance policy out on you and let you do whatever you want to do I got other kids to worry about and I was like whatever you know what I'm saying and you know she would try to send me a little church camps and stuff like that and you know it got to the point where you know I was at you know some of these church camps and Cash was like oh yeah he from 60s and it was just a weird vibe to me, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really, honestly, I, it was it was certain times I liked it and certain times I didn't like it. But at church, I ain't one niggas like, oh, yeah, that's nigga from the 60s. You know what I mean? It was kind of weird, you know what I mean? But, like, when I was in certain, even at school, like, I didn't like cats at school being like, oh, he from the 60s. Like, I always wanted to separate who I was at school, at church, differently from how I was when I was at my I, I was with when I was with my friends, you know what I'm saying? At like at for real home, you know what I mean? And so it was just kind of awkward for me. And so I I, I learned to kind of had this this double sided type of a personality where like I'm with, like this when I'm with you know the homies, and then you know you know I'm you know shaking hands and kissing babies when I'm over here, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I just learned how to deviate, you know, between the two, you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, I ended up mastering that skill to keep it 100 as I got older. But, you know, that was just that was like a phase. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was really out there. I was really doing shit that, you know, thank God that, you know, I ain't never get in trouble for, you know, a lot of the shit that I that I was that I was doing during that time frame. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like like I was I was really out there. You know what I'm saying? And and uh 
clearly I, I ain't I wasn't super crip, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I was I was really out there. I ain't saying I was, you know, this 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 motherfucking warlord or no shit like that, but I was I was really I was really with the shits, you know what I'm saying? Um I wasn't turning down nothing. Um and I had a core group of homeboys that I can go call at the drop of a dime and that level of access, like that shit was addicting for years, you know what I'm saying? Um, but during the time I want to say I was like 16, uh, no, I was probably like 17, 18. I, I went to one of these church camps, you know what I mean? And I had a feeling like, I don't know, it's weird. I, I've heard other people say it in interviews, but it was like this weird thing. I felt like I heard God talking to me or some kind of something like pulling me. And it was like, bro, you got one more chance and you got to fully be on this other side. Like, all this straggling both fence. Like, this shit ain't going to rock. Like, nigga, you need to be fully over here or you need to, like, be, like, fully over there. You know what I mean? And so, it was weird. Like, I, I it, like a week straight, I was at the bus stop. This dude was like, hey, young brother, God calling you. I'm like, well, listen to my headphones. And he's trying to get my attention. I'm like, what's up, bro? He was just like, you know, I don't think we were saying bro at the time, but I was like, what's up, homie? Like, whatever I said. And he was just like, oh, man, I just wanted to tell you that. I feel like God had told me to tell you X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, what? All right, whatever. Then the homie, his pops was outside one day. The homie pops didn't ever, did not ever talk to me. And so one day he pulled me to the side and had laced me with some game, told me some stuff. And I was like, damn, that's hella weird, bro. Like, okay. And then I ended up going to this church, this church camp. And then everybody kept talking to me, like asking me questions, telling me this, telling me that they saw power in me, they saw all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, like, get on, bro. Like, like I'm trying to really go out here and be, you know, 60 crip of the year. You know what I'm saying? And y'all over here fucking up my program. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of little stuff like that. Like people was, you know, just, just always in my face. You know what I mean? And then my grandma, rest in peace. You know what I mean? Um, uh, she pulled me to the side one time and she was like, yo, like, I could die any day. And I was like, don't say that, Grandma. She was just like, you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I don't want my last memories of you to be like this. You know what I mean? She was like, please don't leave me with these memories. And that fucked me up. You know what I'm saying? Because my grandma was an influence over me. You know what I mean? Like, she, her, her opinion about me meant a lot. You know what I mean? And so... uh. When she told me that, it just, that was like kind of like the icebreaker. And I was just like, I can't just go and tell the homies I want to get put off. And, and I don't really feel that way anyway. You know what I mean? So I was like, so I told, I, I prayed. I was like, God, give me a sign that you for real trying to talk to me and you for real trying to get my attention. And then to alleviate anything that's, bec that's an obstacle that's blurring my vision. And so... A lot of my friends end up going to jail. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my, my, check this out. My whole peer group went to jail, damn near. It was like four of my homies that I kicked it with every single day. Like, literally, like my my bro, you know what I mean? Um, He ended up, he was in placement, you know what I'm saying? A little bit before all that happened. He was the one who was telling me he didn't want me to do it. So the only reason I ended up even getting put on was be, uh, is because he wasn't around. Keep it a buck. And then the cast that I was kicking with, the other dudes from 60s I was kicking with, literally 
all these niggas go to jail. Like the whole core end up going to jail. You know what I'm saying? And I'll get into the reason why later on. But the whole core went to jail. And I just so happened to not be with him. You know, I was supposed to be with him that day. But everybody go to jail. So during this time frame, I don't have nobody in my face. I don't got none of my like I, I still was hanging with certain cats, but like no one to that level of influence, you know, was I was I with. And uh I end up talking to one of my homeboys, uh Demetrius, and he was just like, bro, we should go to the army. And I was like, the army? Like, what? Like, you crazy. And then I, he was like, man, we can do this, we can do that. And I was like, Hmm. I like, I'm gonna go talk to the army. So I go up to talk to the army. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the Marines, because the Marines, you know, if I'm gonna join the military, I'm gonna join the big, baddest, toughest ones. So when I go into the Marine office, nobody there. I didn't know at the time it was the Air Force. She was not helpful. You know what I mean? She just was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? So I was like, whatever. So I went to the army. The army was like on some stuff like, uh, hey, have you taken the SAT? Have you studied for a test? I'm like, no, I haven't studied for no test. I'm just coming to get a brochure. Like, what's up? So he was like, hey, go study for the ASVAB, come back. So I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, damn, I can't get a brochure. Like, I waited 15 minutes. I can't get a brochure. So I like, man, I'm just going to stay in the hood. Like, it's whatever. You know what I mean? So I'm walking out the office and the Navy dude sitting in there. He tried to get my attention. So I'm like, bro, you talking to me? So he's like, come here, come here. Like, signaling for me to come through. Um, he's from the other side of the glass signaling for me to come here. So I'm like, all right. So I go inside the office. I'll chop it up with him. So Buddy got his feet up on the on the table, leaned back in the chair. He on the phone. And then this dude give me the finger like, hold on. So I'm like, bro, like this thing got me twisted. Like, bro, you told me to come in here to put me on hold. So I'm hot low key like, bro, they, these military cats got me really fucked up in here. So I'm about to leave. So Buddy's like, hold on, hold on. So he was like, baby, baby, let me just talk to this dude real quick, and then I'm going to come through. So I'm like, okay, okay. I, I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. So he get off the phone with his little lady or significant other, whoever he is. I don't judge. But he get off the phone, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, what the Army tell you? I'm like, they told me to study and then come out. He's like, they gave you a test? I was like, nah, they just told me to Study. He like, what school you go to? So I told him my school. He was like, what's your social? I was like, hold on, bro. I just, I just came to get info. So he was like, no, I just want to see if you, if you go to, you know, woo, 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 then you know it's gonna pop up. And I was like, I don't remember taking no test with them, bro. So he was like, what's your social? So I give him my social. He like, bro, you passed the test. You could join the navy. And I was like, what? I like, oh, I do remember taking the test. I said, but I ain't try that hard. He was like, it don't matter how hard you try, you qualify to join us. He's like, that's a good score. So I was like, bet. You know what I mean? And then so I end up signing up. I end up joining in the Navy. And, you know, I sat in what they call a delayed entry program status up until I shipped off the boot camp, which was I joined, I want to say, in like April. Um, I turned 18 a little bit after that. And then from there, I was in boot camp July 15th. I graduated from high school June 15th, 2002. I was in boot camp July 15th, 2002. Now, there's a lot of stuff that took place in them couple months waiting to go to boot camp. Initially, I was supposed to leave in November. But I was like, yo, like I had a couple situations that, you know, took place that was going to definitely sabotage me from leaving. So I was like, bro. 
Like I went and talked to my my recruit. My recruiter wasn't there, but I, it was another dude that was from LA that was in the station, and I had chopped it up with him. Like, bro, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And he was just like, "What's going on?" He was just like, "Will you pass a drug test right now?" I like, I don't know. So he gave me this little test and was like, "You know, your shit says it's clean." And I was like, "All right." I said, "Bro, I got you. Got to speed me up, like, bro. I I ain't gonna survive." You know what I mean? To November. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, what you got going on? I like, man, I just, I got to go. So I ended up leaving uh, July 15th, 2002. And then, you know, from there, a lot more happened from there. But uh, that was the first step for me that I feel was going in the right direction and definitely switched up a lot of the bullshit that I was um, dealing with on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? So uh that hopefully that answers the questions for everybody where I'm from, how I grew up, you know, my level of access, you know what I mean, in, in, in the streets or whatever. Uh but yeah, it's your boy QT. This is QT the Mariner Show. Hope y'all appreciate it. I'm out.